Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Zanelia Harris. Zanelia, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am. Excellent. Let's do this. Zanelia is an author, speaker, certified financial planner, and founder and president of Harris and Harris Wealth Management Group. I'm excited to have you on. Zanelia, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I am located in the Washington metropolitan area, Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. I am a wife and mother. Um, I have an 11-year-old daughter. I do what I do for her because um, this business and working with people is part of my legacy that I want to leave to her. I want her to see her mother helping other women to succeed financially so that they can live the life that they want. Well, I think that that is an awesome reason to do what you do, so I appreciate that very much. (laughs) So tell us about your practice. Tell us about your work. So my practice is uh, I focus uh, on professional women, professional and executive women, and I decided to focus on women because I just felt that there was a need in the industry when I started in 2009, so I started in the in the height of the the greatest recession we've had in our lifetime. And I wanted to focus on women because I felt that, um, one, I am a woman, and I felt that our needs weren't being addressed in the financial services industry. And I still feel that there is some need there. But um, I wanted to just be able to talk to women and to share um, insights for women so that they could uh, achieve their goals. And um, I felt that I could identify with some of the things that they've encountered with working with financial planners and advisors um, with the way that by addressing it in my practice. So one of the things that's really, really key for me with working with women is um, making sure that um, they're in a safe place to share. Uh, As we know, money is quite emotional, and I never know what emotion can um, come out of just a simple question that I ask. So um, for me, the key thing is making sure that women feel safe to open up And to reveal some of the key, you know, some intimate things about who they are and that connection to their money. Got it. Well, certainly without that, um, people are not, when somebody doesn't feel safe to be able to do that, then they're not going to have those kinds of conversations. And whether it's it's setting goals or talking about your past. um, Right. If it's one thing to, to just think about things, but if you don't articulate, if you don't write them down, if you don't have these conversations, it's a totally, there's just a disconnect, I think. So it's so valuable. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I try to put myself on the other side of the table. If I were a client, what would I want from the advisor that I'm seeking? What type of environment do, did, I, did I want? Um, what type of conversations do I want to have? Um, what type of, um, response what I want from it from someone sitting on the other side of the table and so in thinking about what I wanted personally I try to uh, provide that to my clients uh, when they come to see me whether it's talking to me personally or um, us getting together virtually so I have a practice that's both 
that allows for clients to meet me personally, and I also allow for, uh, for clients who may not live in my vicinity to also work with me. The joys and wonders of technology, making life a little I bit know, easier. I know, we've come such a long way. <laughs> and, and speaking of coming a long way, um, you, you mentioned you got your business started in around 2009 during the Great Recession, um, which was certainly an interesting time to be starting and doing anything. But you talked yeah. about how um, you, you noticed that, that there, were, there were things that were missing in the financial world as it pertains to women, that, that women had challenges that weren't maybe necessarily being addressed and you referenced or mentioned safe spaces or just giving women a safe space to have these kinds of conversations. What are some of the other areas that that you saw then and maybe some of them have gotten better today, but maybe still there's 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 issues that, that need to be continually worked on? Well, you know, one of the things after uh, becoming a CFP I've learned is that that number of women getting in, in, into the industry still is not, has not, the needle hasn't moved and it hasn't changed. And so getting in, into the business, we need more of diversity. We need more gender diversity. We need more racial diversity in the industry. And um, while there's a lot of talk about it, uh, it still hasn't, it's, the numbers aren't changing. So I think that uh, having conversations um, and recognizing, and the industry recognizing that um, these conversations need to be had by a diverse voice. It doesn't need to come from the same voice. I, I posted something last week about um, the, the um, the unconscious bias that we think all investors look a certain way and that they are in specific industries. And I thought it was an interesting article because uh, investors come in all shapes, sizes, uh, do come from all backgrounds, whether that's racially or professionally um, and, and culturally. So, you know, I still think the industry has some work that needs to be done with how to uh, talk to people who don't necessarily look like you and to embrace advice that don't that are not typical to the industry so um, nothing against um, the, the who, who's prevalent in the industry but I do think that the face of the industry still needs to to grow in that area of in embracing the changes that are occurring in our country as well as um, and, and bring that into the industry so yeah I, I certainly appreciate that um, and I guess I'm 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 curious is it Everything is going to be on an individual basis, obviously. Some people are going to be more yes. comfortable. If, if I'm a man, I want to talk to a man, and maybe I want to talk to uh, another. Maybe I'm interested in talking to another 40-year-old white guy. If I'm a woman, maybe mm-hmm. I want to talk to a woman. Um, <clears throat> but is that – so when you talk about the industry needed to do a better job, is it is it educating – the general investor is it also doing a good job of making the career more attractive how do you think that how do you think we're actually going to close that gap i think it's a combination of both uh, some of the things that i know that i have worked on which is you know going back to um elementary schools and schools and uh, I do this with my daughter um, we're doing career day and letting um, your, 
women know, the young girls know that, hey, this is an industry that uh, you might want to consider pursuing, um, going to industry uh, organizations that cater to, you know, that cater to education and letting teachers know that this is an opportunity for, um, for us to uh, inform uh, budding students about this opportunity in um, the financial industry. Uh, so I think that um, so many things can be done. Um, I feel that my part in trying to um, to move the needle forward is by being present and um, by uh, you know as many people as I can reach, you know, letting them know about this career and. Um, you know, sharing my my personal story, and that has been hard. It's been very hard sharing my personal story because, uh, for me, I didn't come from um, your typical, I think, uh, background to get into this industry. I didn't come from money. Uh, I got into this industry because of my strong desire to want to educate and to inform. And I, initially, it was to educate me. I wanted to know more about money. I wanted to know, wanted to learn how to make better financial decisions because I didn't necessarily see that growing up. I saw struggle and I saw, um, I saw decisions being made without um, proper guidance. And so uh, when I went to college, it was my desire to read as much as I could. Money Magazine was the magazine of my choice at the time. Um, I read it every month because I wanted to become better, and I wanted to learn um, what were the tips and tools that I needed to make wiser decisions, to make more informed decisions. And then I became the person that my friends and family uh, I came to when they had to make decisions around their finances, and that's what led me into this industry. So I feel that the more that I'm here and sharing my experiences and sharing um, my ideas um, will create will open the doors for at least people in my community to see. And and I'm sure there are others that are doing the same thing. But I I can only start in in my community community. But I believe in just you know putting um, putting forth in the universe the things that I want to see by doing it in my own community. I, I commend you for that, and I absolutely believe it wholeheartedly that, um, I, I hate to say that you be the change that you want to see in the world, but... Yeah, no. But <laughs> <laughs> it has to start with you. <laughs> yes, and, and I, I'm I, I'm interested to to get your opinion on how big companies are doing, but I also know that 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 you are an, an independent advisor, and there's immense value in that kind of autonomy, um, and the work that you're doing and the people that you are impacting is incredible, and you can do. Uh, and, and I already have done a ton of work in in, in advancing um, what, what you're working towards. How do you how, how do you feel like the big companies of the world are are, are doing to help bridge the gaps we've been talking about? I, I have to pause, take a deep pause when <laughs> you ask me that question because I still think that as long as you have. Um, Leadership at the top who don't feel that there's a need to uh, 
to advance. Okay, so there's a difference between bringing um, diversity on initially and then seeing them advance in your company. So uh, I think a lot of these, you know, the big companies are good at recruiting and they and they tell a great story for those who are young and um, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed coming out of college and looking for the, you know, this career in finance. Uh, the question becomes, well, how long do they stay? And I remember when I worked at one of those large companies and I was talking to a colleague and uh, he made the statement to me. He said, you know, they are very good at recruiting, but when you get past five years, you, you know, the numbers are very bleak. And I still think that that exists. I don't think that people are getting past five years with some of these big companies because they get discouraged and they get um, they're, they're not positioned in order to uh, succeed from the long term. At least that's what I feel, um, and that's also what I experienced. Um, I think that um, if you have people who are willing to not only mentor you but to also um, – be in position to um, share uh, opportunities with you such that you can can navigate all of the intricacies of being in a large company and um, becoming a, a, a large advisor. Um, I, I still think that there's a lack of mentorship, mentorship as well as sponsorship uh, within the large companies. And um, it's easy to work with people that you already know. And when you think you don't identify with someone who may not um, – culturally come from your experience, uh, I think sometimes we lose out. Because when you pull back the layers of who we are as people, I feel that we're more alike than we are different. Um, and But people have to recognize that and, and realize that, okay, yeah, we may have some differences on the surface, but when you dig deep, all of us have, you know, fears about different things. And, it, and a lot of times a, fear, a lot of our fears are situated around, you know, our money life, you know, where we want to be, you know, 10 years from now. You know, we think about our families and we want our families to, you know, grow up in a safe environment, be able to have great education, ha- be able to um, – have access to, you know, um, health care that will, you know, so that they can, we can stay healthy. We want to have um, access to the opportunity to, you know, rise up in, you know, uh, through the ranks of an organization that we, we work for. Um, and, we, you know, so we, we love and, and feel a lot of the same things, and I think sometimes we don't get to the heart of, of how we're alike. We focus a lot on how we're different, and um, I think if we focus more on how we're alike, I think that the industry um, will be further along, and and people will find connections that they never thought that they could find or would find. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate all that, and I think that you're right. I think that perhaps a lot of the important first steps are being made and have been made with putting more of an emphasis on recruiting but now it's time to hopefully put more of the pieces together and help not only bring people in, but actually have them help them in a variety of different ways, actually have and have and make a career out of it. Right, right. Um, when I got into the industry initially, uh, I just didn't see, and I still don't, I still go to industry events and, and I'm 
a, a small minority in the room, and and sometimes the only one in the room. And it would just be nice sometimes to go and see more of uh, cultural cultural differences, racial differences, gender differences in the room. I, I can see some, you know, I do see more um, women in the room, but I'm still, you know, not, I'm not seeing as many African-Americans. I'm not seeing as many African-American CFPs. So, uh, you know, I've connected with some over the years, but when I'm going to events, we don't all go to the same events. We don't all live in the same area, you know, you're still going into the going into rooms, and and you may be one person in the room that's kind of representing, you know, um, the African African American community. Um, and I'm sure it may be the same with some people who are of Asian descent or uh, who who are Latina. So I think that um, while companies are doing things, in you know, as far as recruitment and hiring part, I, you know, they're I'm just emphasizing that there needs to be some some um, efforts made to keep people over the long term um, and make sure that they succeed. Got it. So I give you a magic wand and you wave it. What is something that you think that a company can be doing specifically to, to help attract and then retain? Ooh, um... I think, like I said, um, some people taking some of these young some of these young people under their wing, and especially ones that have great potential. And you can, you know, you you meet people and you can tell if they have fire with them. You can see it in their eyes. For you can sure. hear it in their conversation. Um, and uh, taking them under their wing and really, you know, guiding them through the the maze of being in this industry because it is a maze. It's a lot. I mean, this industry is huge. There's so many different aspects right. to being in the financial services industry. You can end up in so many different areas. Uh, so, you know, finding that person that, that um, is it, doesn't have your background, and if you've been with the organization for a long time, why not, you know, getting to know them and, um, and exposing them to your experience? Uh, I never had that anyone to do that for me. I, I was the one when I came into organizations, I didn't have a problem with reaching out to people um, and wanting to learn as much as I, as I can. And what I encountered, at least at one organization I was part of, that people weren't willing to share. Everybody kept things close to the vest. And I think we also need to stop, you know, thinking that being in this industry is um, so competitive. I think that there's enough out there for everybody. So I believe in that we need to focus on abundance instead of focusing on lack. And when you focus on abundance, then you recognize, like, you know, I don't need to, you know, um, look at this industry it's like, oh, this person is going to take my clients or, right. you know, um, oh, if I tell them this, they're going to, they're going to get further in their career than I am. I, I think that it's, it's so many people out here that need our help and need our guidance, you know, more the merrier because, the, you know, um, you know, when you help someone, bring someone else along, um, I think that it elevates you in some way. And, it, and it, you know, it's almost like you planting seeds. Whatever you plant, that's what will grow. So if you plant things that are good and that are supportive and that, you know, that um, encourages and that builds up people, that's, those are the things that you will get back. Those are the things that you will receive. So if we look at this, 
you know, this industry because this industry is very competitive. And I think we probably need to get out of it looking at it as, as everyone that comes into an organization is your competitor and look at, you know, hey, how can we all succeed? Because if we all succeed, that eventually brings in more revenue to the overall organization. So, um, so I just think that uh, it's really, you know, a, a great idea to um, to reach out to people that you wouldn't normally reach out to. Now, everybody is not meant to be in this industry, and some and people need to figure that out early on. Right. But um, probably if they, you know, partnered with somebody and heard, you know, some of the their experiences, um, got a whiff of what it, what's like for this other person that's working in the industry, maybe they'll figure that out sooner and they'll move on. But then that one that is actually like that bud, that, you know, that flower that's, that's, you know, ready to bud, you know, you could end up helping this person to, um, to, I don't know, I guess reach their full potential. And I don't know, that's powerful to me, seeing someone else blossom. But everybody doesn't look at life like me. So, <laughs> but I mean, I just think that you know, seeing someone else grow and then um, and and having these people that are around you that you know that you help to succeed, I think that that's success I, in his own right. Yeah, I totally agree. And having an, uh, an outlook of abundance versus scarcity, and that this is not a zero sum game. And there's, there's right. I mean, for goodness right. sakes, you got half of Americans that couldn't come up with four hundred dollars. So, exactly. We need pe- exactly. People. <laughs> I mean, it's so much work that right. needs to be right. done. <laughs> we are doing a crappy job. We need more people to help us do a better job. So, right, right, right. <laughs> um, I think that um, you know, with as much information that's out there in this industry, you know, about finances, you would think that we would be further along, uh, and and yet we're not. And so that's why my focus has been on educating. Um, I've, I've, I've really put forth a lot of information to educate people. I write a lot. I, um, I've written a book. Um, and the, the whole idea of, of writing, once I got the, the bug to do it, was to um, express information in a way that I hope people could relate to that made sense to them that they felt like okay it would encourage them or or motivate them to want to take the next step you know a lot of people um have come to me and sometimes you know and they when they share and they open up and they share you know they're embarrassed about where they are financially they feel that they should be further along and i think that um when we talk to people that we need to allow them to accept where they are so you know you you say yes i hear where you are because i always tell tell people it i'm asking you questions to get background information so i can understand this picture that you're painting for me but i don't want you to leave here feeling like i can't get to wherever i want to get to now there may be some changes that you have to make and then you have to figure out what's most important to you but i want my clients to leave encouraged and motivated to move forward and not discouraged and demotivated demotivated and never come back to see me um because it's not about um making you feel embarrassed or making you feel like um that um 
where you are financially is bad, but it's about, okay, just recognizing that, okay, this is where the landscape for your life. Now, let's do some of these steps in order to um, help you um, get past it such that you can, you know, then focus on those key things that are just like, okay, these are the key things in my life that I want to do. And keeping people, again, going back to what I initially said, focusing people on the positive and not the negative. Um, because then, again, I think positive reinforcement is a more powerful, uh, motivated, and negative reinforcement. Yeah, it's so important to, to meet people where they are, wherever that is, if it's great or it's, 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 it's not great, and, and to do our best to always stay positive. So I think that that's excellent. Well, Zanelia, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? <laughs> well, the honest, the, the, you know, the best tip that I could get, give people is to um, not be afraid to seek help. You know, we are professionals here, and we're here for you. Um, we, a lot of us got into this business because we wanted to help. So don't be afraid to seek out financial help from a professional who can lead and guide you. That's my, my tip of the day. Well, that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. So I appreciate that. I mean, I think that, that one of the things that, that makes us so much stronger is when we have strong communities. And I think that that's really what we've been talking about today. So the more that we can let people know that we need help and then accept it, I think that, that we'll be so much better off. So I totally agree. Well, Zanelia, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Facebook at HHWealth. Uh, my website is www.hhwealth.com. And feel free to check me out on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show, show Zanelia your, your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Thank you again, Zanelia. Thank you for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!